Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, we're going to get to two quick texts before we go to Elliot Freeman. This one comes from the Chisler out of Las Vegas. He says, Bob, I'm uh, coming to, to you from the 20 percentile live edition daily, of course, where we're asking how you uh, source Oilers now, be it uh, live streaming or podcast or over the air. Uh, honestly, not surprised Dylan Holloway survived the cut because he's an AJHL grad, Bob. Love your NCAA football spiels every Friday. And is it true that they are currently appraising your Strathcona Warriors rookie card? Any truth to that? Um, I'd like to get my handle on that because that's the last time I only had one chin. Uh, so I, I, I would probably like to get that. And then there's another text that's come in. Bob, can you please stop going into the vault in Oilers history, please? Those days are gone. And in the meantime, there isn't a franchise in the NHL, says this texter, uh, that's been as bad over the last 20 years as the Edmonton Oilers. Fact, some objecti- uh, objectivity would be uh, nice for a change. And to compare the Mighty Ducks, a fun kids movie, to Slapshot is an apples and oranges comparison. All right, I'll answer the second part first. You're right. Um, there was something sort of grassroots and inherent in the success of Slapshot that was raw and real, and it did have Paul Newman in it. Uh, and then in terms of the, the uh, Mighty Ducks, to me, quite a formula. Uh, it was a formula movie, which I was never been a big fan of. As for uh, not talking about, here's the thing. We haven't had an Edmonton Oilers game since August. We have a sold feature on this show, This Day in Oilers History. The Edmonton Oilers have a pretty significant history. One of the greatest teams in the history of the game. This happens to be a day in which the Edmonton Oilers and Chicago Blackhawks scored 21 goals. I'm not going to sit here and make up games that haven't happened when... We can get you to a certain time and place. So I don't know uh, if I if I really take a look at your text over the last five years because that's how far your texts go back. I can pretty much figure maybe where you're coming from. Let's just leave it at that. All right. Without further ado, Elliot Friedman, who's never been known to uh, pontificate on the tremendous Toronto Maple Leafs uh, history over the last uh, oh I don't know how, how when's the last time the Maple Leafs won a playoff series, Elliot? Uh, the last time the Maple Leafs won a playoff series was uh, 2004, I think. Wow, that's that's hard to believe. I got to keep uh, Stoffer cursing them every step of the way because I picked them to beat, beat Boston a couple of years ago. So, actually, by I think the way, I, I'm I'm in a great mood today because, and I I would like to thank one of your listeners whose tweet I cannot find right now, 
who reminded me and told me to bring up with you this week that the great Western kicker, Liram Haralahu, has signed with the uh, Carolina Panthers. So once again, Mustang superiority, I am proud to bring it to the Alberta Airwaves. Well, there is uh, no doubt that when it comes to Canadian college football, Western Ontario has been an absolute powerhouse. Uh, their hockey program under Clark Singer has won one national champion, uh, championship. Alberta's football program, which has not been very good for a number of years, has won three. 6772 uh, and 1980. And the 1967 championship is of particular interest, Elliot, because something happened that year that will never happen again. What's Ready? that? Claire Drake coached mm-hmm. the football team in the fall and won the national championship, and then he coached the hockey team in the spring and won the national hat. Well, you know why Western doesn't have to do that, Bob? Because we can afford two coaches. Is that it? Well, you know how tough times are in these provinces right now. In West, you right? know, I don't like to make fun of Claire Drake because he's a legend. Yes, and he is in the Hall of impressive. Fame. That's impressive that he could do that, but I think Western could afford two separate coaches. Uh, I'm, anyhow, they've, that was in 67-68. Uh, <laughs> hey, by the way, just as an aside, speaking of the former yeah. head, head coach of the Maple Leafs, Dave Adolph from the University of Saskatchewan retired, and there's actually whispers out there Mm-hmm. That there are some people in Saskatoon that have mentioned to me, you know, what do you think the chances that Mike Babcock would come in and coach for your at the U of S next year? I'm like, well, would he not be at the top of the list for like what are you hearing on Babcock? Is there anything out there at all on him? Well, he was a legit finalist in Washington. Um like when when they opened up that job and they made the coaching change the people told me, look out, that's going to be Laviolette's job. And it, and it did turn out to be, right? Yeah. But they interviewed Babcock, and I heard Babcock's interview was fantastic. Like, apparently the story I was told was that, um, and at the time you were allowed to do it, like there were no travel restrictions broken here or anything like that. But Brian McClellan met Babcock at Babcock's place, and he and they apparently they had like an unbelievable meeting and there were some people who told me that actually they thought that Babcock actually was going to get that job now I think what happened and I'm always careful about this because I don't want to get radioed is you know they, they decided to stick with their original thought which was Laviolette obviously but I think that one of the things that Washington was worried about was that just with Babcock, there was there's noise because of the way it ended in Toronto, and they just weren't at a point where they wanted to deal with that. So I think he's going to be coaching in the NHL again in the future. I definitely think that's going to happen. And, um, you know, I, I heard that his interview, in, like I said, in Washington went really well. So Dick Patrick is a president of the Washington Capitals. He's got a yes. lot of input in the decision-making process. David Poyle was the general manager with the Caps back in the day with Nashville. Because i got to tell you, my, when I've talked to players around the league, Peter Laviolette's reputation, he's no shrinking violet either. No, like he no, is, no, no, he's, no. He's, he could be a hardliner too, you know what I mean? But you know what, like, Bob, like, that's the way, like, that's the way coaches were. They were, they were like that. No, but you know, even, even still now, like, the, the most successful coaches, they know, 
when and, and actually I did a I did actually an event with Nick Nurse where he talked about meeting Phil Jackson. Yep. And um and you can find, and he's now told this story publicly, and if anyone's interested, they can find it. But, like, Phil Jackson explained the sword. Sometimes you have to use the hard or the, or the sharp blade of the sword, but sometimes you've got to use the soft handle. And, and the, the, kill, the skill is knowing when to use both. But, like, you know, like, I, like these are high-paid, elite uh, alpha males in a lot of cases, like sometimes you have to get in their faces and yes. and say things to them that are not pleasant. It's the honest truth. And, um, you know, that's why I think that the most successful coaches, they know, um, well, here's player A, here's player B, here's player C. They're all different. Yes. You have to figure out how to reach all of them. And you also have times where you've got to tell people the truth. Elliot, we live in a time in which breaking players, like Glenn Sather did not do this. He was patient with the Oilers' young core back in the 1980s. He was years ahead of his time. Nobody mm -hmm. believes in breaking people down and building them up. You cannot coach and manage people that way. You have to work with people. You all right there, Elliot? You doing good? Yeah, I'm good. All good. Here. All right. A quick text here. Uh, Bob, you referenced Claire Drake in 67-68. Something else happened in 1967 that will never happen again. Dot, 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 dot. The, the Leafs winning the cup? The Leafs winning the cup. That's pretty funny. That is funny. All right, Elliot. Uh, you're, you're our headliner today. What is happening between the NHL and the NHLPA? Well, I think they're grinding away right now, Bob. Like the, the like the money, at least it, it seems like it's off the table. You know, as you know, Bob, money's always the most difficult thing. Um, you know, for now they've decided to punt, and now it's just a grind. Like, you know, I, I don't, I don't. As far as I can tell, there's no significant fights or anything like that. It just takes time to grind all this stuff out. Like, I'm hearing there's like never-ending Zoom calls. They're talking about, you know, the protocols. Um, um, you know the you know uh, opt-outs, the schedule, the divisions. We know the divisions have been uh, on and off in terms of who's where. They're trying to figure it all out, make it work. Um, you know how the taxi squad's going to work. You know if you're allowed to carry 25 players just without even a taxi squad, how's that going to work with the cap? Um, you know, the, it, all of this stuff is a grind, and it just takes time. Now, I've I've heard they're hoping that the players can vote end of the weekend, maybe next week early, and the league and the board of governors vote towards the end of the week. You know, if they really want to hit December 31st for um, the teams that didn't make the playoffs last year, you know, with a 14-day quarantine where you're coming from, it's it's going to be tight. So I think they realize that they have to get moving, and they're trying to. Uh, by the way, Elliot, this text comes in from an old friend of mine, Doug McLean. He says, please tell Elliot that in both 1980 and 81, the Bears knocked the Western Mustangs out of the national semis. I know this because my uncle was the head coach at uh, Western, Darwin uh, Smodiak. Uh, oh, those yeah. games. Tell, tell Doug to say hi to Darwin for me. Yeah. Da yeah. Darwin was the athletic director when I was a student there. A really good guy. I like Darwin a lot. And I actually went to one of those two games. Was that Commonwealth Stadium? Darwin, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, 
Darwin uh, went to Western from Alberta. Yes, he did. I think did. he was yeah. an Alberta guy who went there. Yeah. Well, Gino Fracas coached at the U of A uh, in around the time. Oh. Clark, and Gino was considered one of the you know forerunners of Canadian college uh, football coaching. Uh, actually, uh, you remember Blake Dermott, the old CFL offensive lineman? He played nose tackle for the Bears. And mm-hmm. Western's scheme, he had to follow um, – they, 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 they ran an inside trap, and he had a specific job, and Western ran for like 270 yards of rushing in the first half of one of those games before they finally made the adjustment at the half. He goes, I had to do my job. I followed my guy, and they ran right past uh, past me. <laughs> it, was, it was sort of the, uh, the, the modern precursor, I guess, to the spread option off. I'm just joking. Well, the thing is, Western always had good running games. Like they had Blake Marshall. Sure. Like Great they up. had, they had good running backs for a long time. That was their trademark. Yeah, absolutely. Elliot Freeman joining us. Hey, Elliot, there's a report out involving Max Pacioretty, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, are, are, I mean, Elliot, they gave up a first, a second, and a third to get Tatar. Then they flipped yep. Tatar with Suzuki in a second to get Pacioretty. Are they legitimately looking at moving Max Pacioretty? I, I think what's going on there is, like you know, they. After they made the Nate Schmidt deal, they only have to make one more move really to get cap compliant. Um, but they've been looking at some things. You, they're trying to create some flexibility. I think they've put a few names out there. I heard Alec Martinez's name, but I don't think that's going on anymore. Um, I heard I heard his name, uh, Pacioretty. His name has been out there. Uh, so is Jonathan Marchessault. Like I, I heard they in Nashville talked about Marchessault. That's a player I would love to get if I was, um, you know, if I was if looking for a scorer. I think the toughest thing with Pacioretty is the number, right? It's three times seven now. And, you know, a lot of teams just don't have that flexibility. And um, so, I, yes, I do think they've had his name out there. I just don't know if it's going to go anywhere, Bob. There's not a lot of teams that can handle that right now. Yeah, absolutely. Elliot, a text comes in saying, can you ask Elliot, California has got, uh, I don't know if it's a mess, but they've got some stringent uh, laws. Their governor is very strong one way. Right now, Santa Clara County, not an option for San Jose. As a, as a league, are they able to work around that? Yes, Um a few months ago, like I've been told this since, but a few months ago, the league was worried that none of the California teams were going to be able to play there. And as a matter of fact, there was a report that came out this week that the NFL was worried about their California teams now, but it looks like they're all going to be able to stay. I have a, a relative that has a um, that owns like one of those super passes to the Staples Center. So basically he gets access to uh, Lakers, Clippers, and Kings games. And he was basically told, do not expect to come to games this year. So um, they've been worried about this. This is something that they have been looking at. Now the Golden State Warriors got dispensation to practice in San Francisco. And, I, and so I, I think they looked at that, but I'm told most likely for San Jose, they'll be in Arizona if they have to do that. Wow. That's, what, that... that's what the plan's going to be. All right. Arizona, uh... I mean, you know that Arizona rank, it's pretty good. So if they have to go there, that they might go there. Yeah, okay. The one in Glendale? Yeah, if they have to go to Glendale. Now, could they go somewhere else in Arizona? I guess, but like you could, you could use the Arizona rink. 
Yeah, the setups uh, and many of our listeners to the show have actually been down there for games. We've done yeah. a couple orders now, road trips. I mean, you got the the Renaissance that is right there uh, next to. And the rink is a good rink. It's a it's 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 a good rink. And it's often got three or four thousand Oilers fans uh, when Edmonton plays there because that's how the team <laughs> travels. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, give me a percentage. Where are you at? Where do you, you, you think we're playing? Oh, oh I think we're going to play. Like, yeah. like, 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 you know, like, I, I think we're playing, Bob. I, I mean, the biggest question is, like, are we going to, like, the, the question is not the will to play. It's COVID. Um, right. You know, I, there there's certainly, Bob, people in the league who don't believe we'll start January 13th. Like, right. I understand why the target's there. It, it creates the proper mentality. But this is out of our hands. Like, the light at the end of the tunnel is coming. You know, we, we, the vaccines are coming, but it's not going to stop what's going to happen the next two months if you listen to all the experts. And um, so I, I simply look at it as, um, you know, I, I think that, like, we're going to give it a run. We're going to see what, what can happen. I'm. I wouldn't bet on every team playing 56 games. There's going to be some cancellations here and there, and they're going to put it into the schedule that you know a week or two after the regular season before the playoffs starts, in case they have to make up games. But it's going to be a challenge. They're going to try, Bob. We're going to we're going to play, but it's going to be a huge challenge. John Shannon tweeted out yesterday. Source confirms that the NHL is planning the private purchase of COVID vaccine for all constituents involved in the potential upcoming season. He then uh, sort of provided a clarification of the tweet, saying the NHL is interested in securing vaccine when and if it's available for private uh, purchase. Is it at that point? No. The league is adamant that they would not jump the line to do so. Just because I know we got a couple texts on this. Uh, part two needed to be read before part one. And that's all, I mean, we, 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 okay, thanks, Max. Uh, so, I mean, that, there, there, there's a situation where, you know, I, is that not what the league should be doing once it's available for private purchase, making sure that they're uh, in the queue to make that happen? Well, it, it, it's, I mean, all from what I learned about the, these uh, companies who make the vaccine is you generally keep about 5% to sell privately. And, you know, I... Look, if the NHL is is looking at this, all the leagues are looking at this. And I'm sure there's yeah. a number of private companies that we never hear about are looking at this. The way you just have to handle it is properly. And, you know, unfortunately last night it, 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 was, it didn't come out in a way that was really good for the NHL. What I think is this, and I, and I followed that story up. They're not getting it before, like, first responders and, right. and the people who really need it. Those people, I think, are getting it first. Um, but when it becomes available for purchase, yes, I do think they will try to see. Now, the other thing, though, that is still a conversation here, Bob, is will the vaccine be mandatory? Um, you know, like... Yep. I'm not really interested in getting into the politics of all of nope. this. It's it's a much bigger conversation, but you know, can they make the can they make it mandatory? If somebody says they don't want to take it, you know, what does that mean? And you know, can or will they do anything about it? Like that is part of this conversation. So I think all of these things are kind of connected. So yes. I would expect the NHL, like several other leagues and companies, to look at, could we purchase the vaccine? No, I don't expect them to be able to jump the line to get it first. But I think also the question is, is it going to be mandatory? 
Great stuff, Elliot. As always, we appreciate your time. Say hi to Max for us. Will do, Bob. Have a great weekend, okay? You bet. That is Elliot Friedman. He's our Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Touchback Safety, a family business taking care of your family during these challenging and uncertain times. Training sessions still readily available at Touchback Safety. You can text us at any time on the Ashley Five Floors text line, 7804960063. And we'll tell you, Roos Chris Steakhouse, the greatest steak you've ever had. Edmonton owned and operated. Uh, Roos, uh, as per... Uh, government orders will be shutting down this weekend. They'll be back up and at them when Alberta is back up and at them at 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan May. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatech compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. E. Taylor and the staff at Roos Chris at Oilers now sent you. We'll get an Oilers now prospect report for James H. Brown injury lawyers when we return. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Best Pizza City, still making a great Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup and takeout options for a menu and a list of 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. As we head into at 12.56 in Edmonton, the Oilers Now Prospect Report brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent, congratulations. Here's Brendan Escott back at the 630 Chad Studios. All right, another game, another goal for Carter Savoy, who also added an assist in Denver's win over Miami of Ohio yesterday. So that brings him to six goals and eight points in his first five NCAA games now. Six goals. Eight points in five games. As far as goaltenders go, Ilya Konovalov got the start on Tuesday for Lokomotiv Yaroslav and secured a 27-save win. That was his first action in nearly a month there in the KHL. So now he's 5-4-1 and one on the year with a 9-24 save percentage. Olivier Rodrigue parked at a 7-5-0 and with a 3-3-4 goals against average, a 9-0-4 save percentage in the Austrian League. Very quick text here from our Ashley Fine Floors text line from Shorty. The vaccine doesn't need to be mandatory, but it can't be without consequences. If a player gets COVID and didn't get vaccinated, they don't get paid. Simple. That one comes to us from Shorty. Well, uh, sounds to me, if I'm reading between the lines of what uh, Elliot said, uh, we... That's still a work in progress, obviously. Keep texting us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Mark Spector is coming up. Sportsnet spec for the horses and horse racing Alberta. When we return after a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.